great future. We're talking real money. Hi there, friends and neighbors and people who like money. We're here to help you deal with that money in a better way than you've been doing it in the past, probably. Because we find, uh, in our experience, that many of you don't get it right. That you tend to rely on a lot of, uh, well, bad information, bad advice. And we want to give you the good kind. So give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don McDonald. Tom Cox over there. We're here like every Saturday on the radio and five days a week on podcasts. And uh, we would um, love to spend a little time talking with you. 855-935-8255. I learned some things recently. I did not know that Gus Sauter at Vanguard was the co-creator of the exchange-traded fund. I didn't know he's still working there. He's been there for a long well, time. Well, no, he was he was there. I don't think he's still there. No, they quoted him like he was. No, because it said the former chief investment officer. Okay, good. So I don't know. I don't know, but what I'm... Look him up. ETFs are a very, very interesting innovation, and... We, because we hear innovation out of people's mouths every day, practically, in the financial services industry, have always been very skeptical of new ideas because rarely do any of these new ideas have staying power. Well, the exchange-traded fund has staying power. As a matter of fact, mutual funds... I believe, are essentially obsolete. They're going to go the way of the dodo. I mean, it, 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 I don't know, in this argument that they're going to hang around, I think in 20 years they're gone. The, because there's no reason for them to hang around. No, there isn't. Because the ETF, you can own basically the same thing, right? A, lack of a better expression, pooled investment of many stocks. You can do it at a very low cost. And then there's the added tax efficiency, the lower tax bill you get from being in exchange-traded funds. And by the way, not taking our word for it, but listen to the numbers since the beginning of 2014, I think it's 10 years ago, uh, 1.9, basically $2 trillion have gone out of stock mutual funds, $2 trillion out, and over the same time, $3 trillion have gone into stock ETF. So people have figured this out in a major, major way, but it also could lead to a problem for some people if you're not paying attention, right? Right. And it's funny because mutual funds are right at 100 years old now. ETFs are 30. ETFs have been around for 30 years. Uh, So they are the new kids, but they are a better idea. They were an improvement on what was a decent idea, a way by which a lot of people could get together and pool their money and buy more things than they could buy individually. And they do it more efficiently in a variety of ways, as Tom was discussing. And I think uh, Jason Zweig referred to mutual funds as an unrestored Ford Model T. Yeah, okay, I get it, yeah. (laughs) I mean, perfectly functional. Paint it up. Perfectly functional. Works, yeah, Yeah. get down the road, uh, but... But the hmm. but the ETF uh, or the exchange traded fund is um, 
is a hybrid. It's a modern hybrid. It's not a completely new invention. It sort of it takes a lot of features of private portfolios, your own portfolio, and the mutual funds, and and takes a lot of the middle people out of the process. And one thing we see happen regularly is people who have been in mutual funds say, well, I want to be in ETFs because they're hot, they're, they're neat, they're cool, they're et cetera. And then they sometimes don't pay close enough attention. For example, there are many fund families that are now that are now filed with the SEC to allow them to have ETF share classes with the same type of thing they had in a mutual fund. Right. So you could have an actively managed high expense mutual fund that becomes an ETF. That could be a problem. Well, yeah, but but Vanguard actually found a way around that and set it up. And we're going to talk more about that how you can take your old-fashioned mutual fund and turn it into one of these newfangled exchange-traded funds. 855-935-TALK. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Call us, 855-935-8255. ETFs are actually pretty cool. We, we like them. We think they're a brilliant invention. You know that one of the main reasons they were invented was Vanguard's philosophy of wanting to protect long-term investors from short-term investors who might panic yeah. out of the market. That the ETF, they don't have to sell in a panic market. They just... Which causes, hang, which is costly to the people that yeah. hang on, right? Because you got to sell those securities they're in. Yeah, that's. Right. I, and by the way, I looked up Gus Sauter. I'm going to apologize right now publicly. Gus is a mere 80 years old, which in today's world, frankly, due to my rapidly aging situation, <laughs> others in my life, and the current political situation, 80 doesn't look that old anymore. So, Gus, keep it going. Looks old to me. All right, <laughs> and I'm older say than that. you are. So maybe that's why. <laughs> So, no, but here's the thing about exchange traded. Yeah, and we do like them. And we were very cautious about moving into them because we're cautious. But yes. the worry is the fact that you have these actively managed funds that are now going to add on this ETF share class and then tell people, oh, well, this is this is an ETF. You want to be in this. That's bad news. I don't want that to happen. When it's still an, an actively managed it's fund, still we would rather see expensive. you not in. Yeah. It's going to be exactly. more expensive than a comparable yep. index or passive product. Bingo. Yeah, it's bad news. Now, what you were talking about as we went to break was the fact that Vanguard, is the, they're the ones who figured this out, that you can take, and they're not the only family, I think, that's done that, right, that's taken well, a mutual fund and then added on that share class. You can move it to an ETF. 
Yeah, Dimensional's done Dimensional's it. doing it. Uh, yeah. Not many, but some have, and it's what you're going to see. And that's why I, I, I started the uh, the hour out with the fact that I believe that mutual funds, because of that, are going to eventually, much actually much faster than I thought, become obsolete because you will be able to take your existing mutual fund your balanced index at Vanguard or your uh, your your global equity at DFA and move that right straight over into a comparable ETF without any tax ramifications, by the way. Which you couldn't have done prior to that. Right. right. Yeah, so that's, that's a, a huge Very deal. cool thing. No They're question. very powerful. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. Catherine, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, Hi Tom and Don. Um, I'm 70 years old. Um, I'm not withdrawing from my any of my IRAs or, or rollovers. I have about over $2 million in IRAs. I've got over $1 million in brokerage. So the question that I have is I need to help out my son's family, so I'm going to be providing them 25000 a year. Should I withdraw from my IRA or should I pull from my brokerage fund? Well, I mean, this is the classic case. And by the way, something we'll talk about at retirement, sort of where to take the money from. Remembering that in a brokerage account, the taxation you're going to face there, and I'm assuming your only income is Social Security or like something small. Well, Social Security and a little bit pulling from the brokerage. Okay, so it's low income. So here it's likely then the tax, the tax you will pay on the money from the brokerage account will be at 15 percent or so. Correct. Because it's going to be a long term capital gain. Okay. yes. Yeah. And then the question then becomes, what is your current, you know, income tax rate that you're paying on any other income? You happen to know that, you know, I don't, but I think it might be like 15 or 17, something like that. Which sounds about right. So the thing is, when you look at that, then you're going to say it's likely the better option to take the money out of the brokerage account and give it to them. Plus the fact you're letting tax deferred assets, see the IRAs, continue to grow until you're going to be required to take those out at age 73. The first year is about three and a half percent, et cetera, et cetera. So so it probably makes sense, yes, to take it out of the brokerage account and, and bless you. That's a very nice thing to do for your uh, family. And uh, and then continue to let those individual retirement accounts grow tax deferred. Same answer I'd give. Sounds good to me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. Thank you for calling. And if, if I... you're charitably inclined, yes. go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, no, I, if you're charitably inclined, this is a classic situation that Catherine is in. Here's a place where you're going to want to give money if you want to give to charity from your individual retirement account because you can do the qualified distribution there and then you don't pay the tax on that and you give money away. Rather, I often see people take money out of their savings or brokerage account and give it away. That makes no sense whatsoever. Take it from that individual right. retirement don't account. Don't pay taxes yep. if you're going nope. to give money away. Give it away. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, don't pay it and then give it away. That doesn't make any sense. 855-935-TALK. Jody, you're up. Welcome to the show. Hi, guys. I'm trying to, uh, I wanted to talk to you about, you had mentioned in the past that you were going to prepare, prepare, I'm sorry, a single point lesson or some sort of document describing how we should be looking at ADVs. 
Have you done that? And is that somewhere on your site? It's on my list of things I'd like to do. Yes. <laughs> okay, but we can help you right now find but, but, anybody's yeah. ADV. Hold them accountable. Yeah, no, <laughs> he does. I've been trying. He does. I've tried he for does. thirty years. Yeah. It doesn't work. So yeah, it it's does just kind of waste of time. But, yeah. Uh, no, I have not done that. It is one of those. I have so many of these these educational dream projects. Yeah, and you've done a lot of them, by the uh, way. And so. I've done a lot of them. I just haven't done them all. Um, but but let me tell you, I can actually give you a quick. I mean, a really quick primer because ADVs, when it comes right down to it, are really easy if you learn how to skim through the BS. And they're loaded with BS. The two things you want to look for. You want to search a document, get the PDF, and search the document for two phrases. One, fees and expenses. Two, conflicts of interest. Which is very important because what we find is a lot of people hold themselves out as fiduciaries, but they're really registered more than just, they're also registered as a, broker dealer for example and then there's a conflict because you're going to find out that on one hand they might be putting you into a low-cost portfolio but on the other they have a lovely annuity they think you should buy as well so did you give out the url for that don i did not hear that part the url for what for to go look oh, at somebody's it's, it's, adv it's advi- actually you can pull them up on broker check now too okay uh, right. but advisorinfo.sec.gov Advisor with an O or E? With an E, yes, because that's the way Advisor they spell it, info, which I think is wrong. Say it again, Advisor Info. Dot SEC, as in, as in Securities and Exchange Not Commission. the football conference, yep. Dot gov, G-O-V. Advisor Info dot SEC dot gov. And then how, once you're there, how do you navigate? Once, once they're there, you can download their the, the uh, ADV Part 2 brochure in the form of a PDF file. That's how they store them. Then you open that with your PDF reader, whether it's Acrobat or Preview or whatever it might be, and you hit your search function. And the first thing you want to do is go to the fee section. You want to see what their fees and expenses are. And the more obfuscation you discover in the fee section, the more words, the worse the the advisor is likely to be. We've seen people with... 20 pages of different I, I think fees. our fee structure is like a paragraph. Yeah, it's very short, very straightforward. And by the way, if you couldn't find the ADV there for a firm you're looking for, if you're talking to somebody, they should be happy to hand that to you as well. Hi, oh, no, 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 no. If it's not there, then there's well, a no, problem. I'm saying, but they, I'm saying they should be. I didn't say they would, but they certainly should be if you're interested in doing business. Come on. Yeah, but if it's not at the SEC site, then they're pro- they're likely not an advisor. They're probably a stock broker or an insurance agent, even worse. Uh, But they're pretty easy to read. But yeah, I need to do that. You're right. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. 855-935-8255. And uh, the most important thing you can do if you are going to enter into a relationship with someone who manages money is to fully vet that person and that firm. And yet nobody basically nobody does. does nobody does it. Hi, I met him at fill in the blank. I know him because of fill in the blank. I heard them on the radio because I mean, but then that that's, I like them. I'm going to hire them, which has worked out well for us, If but it's not the best way to do it. If the person you're dealing with is in 
the securities advice industry in one way or another. Securities, that's the key word. They have to be on one of two sites, either brokercheck.org or advisorinfo.sec.gov. But sometimes they it's hard to, to find be, them because in the names and all that business, well, I, I've seen you, that happen. You should be able to find them by their individual name. Yeah, that's and true. And their location. And then you can find their firm from there. They're, they must be there because if they're not there, they're violating the law or, or and this is the more likely of the, the scenarios, they're, they're insurance agents. Yeah. Then they're holding themselves out as investment advisors, but, but they're, they're really not. They're not because oh. they cannot legally then advise you on securities. They can't put Thank you, you. In, unless they have a FINRA or uh, SEC registration. They cannot put your money into mutual funds unless they're inside a variable annuity. They cannot put you into stocks or in bonds. They can't do it unless it's through a variable annuity. And so, uh, you, 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 I think our caller's still there, right? I, I yeah, I'm still here. Oh, you I know. didn't know you were still there, Jody. <laughs> I thought so. We were rat- prattling on here. Yeah, the rock stars. I wouldn't leave if, unless you make me. Oh, okay. Oh, we're not going to, you get just, kind. you get to stay the rest of the hour then. I have a second question if you have time. We do. Absolutely. Yeah. Since yep. you hung on so patiently as yes, I prattled. Thank you for that. No problem. The, uh, so Roxy from your guys' organization and I worked very hard to build a portfolio for my company. Um, and the one thing that I, I'm curious to, and another assignment for Don likely, is that I'd like oh. to get that on the 401-411 so I can refer peers to what your outfit thinks our company should do. No, is that's that Tom's possible? job. That is Tom's job. Finally, they job. found something I have to do. Dang it. Yeah, come you on, do man. It, dude. Uh, so let's see. So reach back out to Roxy and we'll make it happen. Yeah. Start there. That's fantastic. Like I said, yep. I, I'm often telling people, you know, uh, uh, about you guys, and I would like to point them to a source that shows our, our company and the options they should choose. Good so idea, thank you. But, but did you just pass the buck? I passed dude, it to you. You haven't you... come to the office here in like 15 years. You think I actually am doing all this work? I have people. No, I honestly do people not. Think you go do that. You go do that. You, why do you think I'm here? Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you for your call. Thanks, and, Jody. And we will, I will make someone else he will, do it. He will make someone do it. <laughs> Count on he it. He does. He does love to delegate. <laughs> it's no wonder. I, I mean, so, I, I, honestly, I call Tom, my work wife, and Debbie, my home life, home life wife. Yeah. And, and they both. They both are incredibly good at delegating. The only problem is the person to whom they delegate is usually me. <laughs> yeah, and people think you're the bossy guy on the show. No, but, you, know. you are. I mean, I know. Literally, if it has but anything do to do with subtly. technology or well, there's design, that. yeah, there's or that. editing. Or, yeah. Trading, operations, <laughs> compliance, or is there anything else you want to throw yeah, in there? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well, wait. Yeah. Isn't that everything? Uh, pretty much. Pretty much. You get on it. Take oh, care of it. 855. That means it's totally You're making me free. feel bad now. You're making me I, feel bad. This is my goal every episode. <laughs> You're doing well. And I'm pretty successful so far.
How many episodes, by the way, do anybody want to guess how many podcast episodes we have? I'm going to make a guess, and I have no idea, but I think it's about 1,500, right? Oh, you're you're a little on the high side, darn it. Oh, okay. 1,300. Uh, thir- I think it's. I think we just hit 1,350. And we have several people to listen to every one. Every once in a while, somebody says, I've heard every now, there show you've are, ever done. There so. are more than that. They're in other places they, they're held, right? I don't know where they are. They're they're like aren't they circling the globe or something? Yeah. Don't they go up no, in the ionosphere they're, they're and like then sh- beyond Pluto now? Oh, uh, right. So yeah, thirteen hundred and fifty-one as of yesterday. So go listen Fair to the number. podcast too. You don't you can't get enough of us on Saturday. There's more, a lot more. Eight five five nine three five talk. Tom and Don are talking real money. We're talking real money. Hi, we'd love to talk with you about money. All you have to do is call us at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Now, I find myself getting into trouble regularly on this program because I refuse to give in to the crypto fiends. I refuse to become one of the crypto cow towers. Uh, like, um, oh, uh, uh, Invesco Mr. Fink and, and Black, Black Rock, Rock and yeah. you know, many of these other companies who are bowing down to the crypto gods. I, you know, it, <laughs> I'm sorry, but you 20 somethings who think you honestly know more about investing than somebody who's been in the industry for 40 years are delusional. Uh, or somebody who's been in the business for like many, many more years than I've even been in it. Uh, I mean, in 2017, Jack Bogle, who started Vanguard, said he warned people to, quote, avoid Bitcoin like the plague. He's not the only one. Um, This whole thing, what a mess. But, I mean, Vanguard is, as you know, a company that we have recommended uh, for Decades, decades, a company whose products we have used for decades, a, I think an ethical player. But I'm waiting to see what's going to bring them down. I mean, uh, it wasn't going to be the fact that they have some index funds and some actively managed funds. It wasn't going to be the fact that uh, Jack Bogle passed away, sadly, a few years ago. And apparently it's not going to be Bitcoin either because no, no. the Bitcoiners, well, what do you call them, the fugitives? The, the uh, crypto <laughs> cow towers. Crypto cow t- they uh, have boycotted. Well, Vanguard. they even have they a hashtag saying, on X. Oh well, the, surprise there. The yeah, the, former the less Twitter. clever name for Twitter. Uh, yeah. mm. Hashtag boycott Vanguard. Now, Which, how do you think that's working out for them? Well, let me yeah. just. Uh, how about first the off, numbers? First off, I got before I get to the numbers. I just have to. I just have to quote some posts from X. I just thought Twitter was such so much more clever. Anyway. We don't need gatekeepers to tell us how to invest. You don't need somebody smarter than we you to tell you how to invest. Or- Vanguard does not allow trading of the new exchange-traded fund. Oh, yeah. They don't. We forgot As to a matter of fact, not only no, do they no, not, not allow it. the new exchange-traded funds in Bitcoin, they a couple of weeks ago they yanked the future yeah. ETF that they That's used right. to allow that they don't allow anymore. But here's the guy I like the best. Here's a, yeah. uh, a a young person on X saying, I'll go where me and my money are treated best. And apparently it's not grammar school. No, that would me be. Me and my money are treated best. Save your best. money for not doing that. Yeah. 
Uh, so Vanguard has said no. Vanguard, as you said, is not kind of talking, but. Apparently, it has not hurt much of the uh, – they've been taking in billions again well, this year. And yeah. As a matter of fact, on. the week after the boycott was announced, yeah, they took in, in that week, $4.4 billion. Which ain't that One bad because that's about what this little firm that we work with managed. Well, I think we're at 3.7 or yeah. something. So, I mean – But, yeah, at, one but, week. And yeah. do the math on that because – in 2023, they took in a total of 157 billion. So they're doing just as well, with or without the boycott. I just don't think those boycotters are going to have any impact on Vanguard because it's really not known as well, a meme wait. stock kind of place. I'm guessing they didn't have their money there in the first place. I could be wrong, but well, no. This guy sent a screenshot of his. Plan oh. distribution request. So he how much was he moving I, that's out? What I, that's what I'm going to look at. And see Did he I leave do. the account numbers? Because maybe we could hack it and move that money over to some non-Bitcoin. Oh, they type didn't of say how much. They just okay. uh, they just told him that he'd have his money in two days. Oh, yeah. And and thank you take for it boycotting and don't let Vanguard. The, you know what hit you on the way out. So there you go. Thank you, Vanguard. No, I give Vanguard props for this. This is no Me this is no too. joke. I mean, because basically everybody else in the industry, well, not everybody, but most of them are saying, sure, bring your money on over here. We'll invest it. We'll lose it, but we'll invest it. And guess what? While we're investing it, we're going to charge you a big fat fee for that. So it's it's outrageously poor behavior. Put it that way. Well, and any, I, 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 I have to tell you, I'm really, I don't know why I'm bringing it up again, because it's just going to make them mad. We're just, oh, yeah. No, they're going to, you're going to call them. taunting the trolls the under the bridge. Yep. You know, Billy Goat, Billy Goat. Yeah, I'm going to eat you. Uh, anyway, I, because it's, 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 I'm sorry. That's funny. But that's funny. Still, to this day, no one has been able to give me a cogent reason for the existence of it other than. There are bad people in the world who are going to take control of your money. Like criminals really? that use it, that kind of thing? Sure. Okay. 855-935-TALK. Call us. We love talking to you. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. We love taking your questions at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. So give us a call. Um, hey, Tom, question for you. Yes, sure. You you know what standard deviation is, right? Yeah, I do. It's a That's measure of? Distance from the middle. Volatility. 
Volta. Bouncy, yeah. Bounciness. Up and down. Up and yeah. down. The bounciness. Yeah. Some, how big the swings are. Now, when we talk about risk and portfolios, uh, with diversification, you're not talking about really the risk of losing everything because the world would have to end, basically, if you're well diversified. So when we yeah. talk about risk with people, with investors, we talk about really volatility, the, the, the stomach-churning nature of the investments, correct? That's exactly right, yes. The 10-year standard deviation of small company stocks, the small cap index, is just at 20%. I was, that's, I was just going to say 20. That's so right funny. The S&P 500 is like 13 or something, Yeah, and right? we consider that to be highly volatile. It is volatile. Well, Scary, okay. ridiculously. Yeah. Like yep. We don't. We never suggest anyone buy a 100% small cap portfolio. Nope. I don't remember ever saying that to anyone. 100%? No. If you're really aggressive, maybe, but you've got to have a strong stomach. I just looked up the 10-year standard deviation on Bitcoin. Let me guess. Go ahead. I'll say it's twice small caps, 40. Yeah, cold. Your ice cold. 60? 80? I don't know. 80. I, 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 80. <laughs> 80. Point five. Wow. 80. <sighs> but then the 80. Bitcoiners are going to call and say, but look how much money it's made in 10 years, Don. Except during those times. See, remember, that's both ways, up and down. <laughs> well, okay. But then there's the other part. You would have had to buy it at that moment and then ride it all the way up. Not very many people do that. See, the ARC fund, for example, as to when people actually buy something. plus percent wow. standard deviation. That's a lot of bouncing. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Pete, you're up. Welcome to the show. Okay. Thank you, guys. I've got a basic question here. That maybe you can explain it in very simple terms. Let's take Vanguard total stock market, the old-fashioned mutual fund. Yep. VT wax. Total bond fund. VT wax on, and wax off. Yep. Yeah, okay. Now compare that to the exchange-traded fund. What in the heck is essentially the difference? Is it higher cost? Is it less flexibility to sell? What is the real advantage of moving, going, as you call it, or Model T to ETFs? Lower you cost. Know, it's, lower cost is one. What is what's the difference between Don's looked it up, uh, right? VT the, wax. It's uh, three one hundredths of one percent. That's VT or VT, VT wax. VT is point zero seven, and VT wax VT WAX is one point one point one to point zero seven. Okay, so, so three. So three, slightly less. Slightly yep. less. Yeah. Slightly. Um, buying and selling sometimes now you should be able to buy the mutual fund free but sometimes you might pay for it so that's another the trading no, cost you, is less oh f- no you're not you going to pay for other the places you could, oh sure, work, you could, yeah, if your you, money's yeah, a custodian a somewhere else fee, you could pay yeah. that yeah, yeah transaction fee but the real key difference here is the the way these are constructed a mutual fund when you go to cash out right yes you could pardon me you I misstated that. Inside of the mutual fund, when they sell something, there's a there's a transaction that could cause a tax consequence. Right. There you Same go. Same thing does not occur. I've, I've pardoned yeah. my slow Here, Here's what he here's doesn't what happen in an ETF. Yeah. With a with a mutual fund, let's say they uh, they get a lot of liquidations, a lot of money has to come out of the fund, and they've got to sell some stock at a profit. 
they're going to pass along the capital gain to all of their shareholders as a realized capital gain. An ETF will not sell the stocks. They don't have to. They never have to because that portfolio exchange just can exchange traded, traded funds. Fund. Just has yeah. to ex- it just exists. So ETFs are going to save you money on taxes if you're a buy and hold investor. And okay. and okay. they they also can trade. You can get out any they their liquidity is much faster. In, you know the price the too yeah. during yeah. the day. We Which don't we don't recommend. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, They will not, however, drive your car for you. So I hope you're okay. Oh, oh, it's this. He's cutting in. And out. It's the I cell phone the, thing. You've got, you've got all your clients, uh, or not all of them, but the majority of them in ETFs. Now, uh, the majority that it's been, people who walk in the door today would get an exchange traded fund portfolio only. The only reason you might be stuck in one with mutual funds is it's a legacy portfolio, and you may not want to sell out of something that has a capital gain. Right. Otherwise, yes. Eventually, yeah, yeah, we'll have everybody in ETFs. And I truly believe that eventually traditional mutual funds will just vanish. As a matter of fact, there was a brand new fund group that started a few years ago. It was a spinoff from dimensional funds. The same people uh, went and started their own fund group, and they decided to start it with all ETFs. They are called Avantis, and their product is very, very good. Very similar to dimensional. Some small differences, but very, very similar. So. So I'll just expect then for us old guys that have been around a while uh, that eventually from these mutual fund companies, you're now going to own ETFs and we'll make the transfer and your statement's going to look this way in the next month or two or whatever. I think, you know, my only caveat that, yeah, I think that's true, but the question will be how long that takes because as we stated uh, recently, there's only five or six companies that, that have a new share class attached to the mutual fund, and there's only a few more that are asking to do this. So it may take some time, but, yes, I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to look into it further. but I, 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 I you think, know, you, you know, get... there's no need to rush to do anything to your existing portfolio. No. But for future purchases, I just think that the, the level of efficiency is, yeah. is enough higher that there's no good reason not to. Yeah. You know, I can't think of a reason not to, in the future, buy ETFs. And if you had VT Wax because of the Vanguard structure, it's just, again, you're going to save a yeah. little money and you're going to save a little in taxes yeah. if you make the switch from VT Wax yeah. to VT and you have no taxable event. Yeah, yeah. And when you sell it, like you say, you sell it at that time, at that moment. You don't have to wait till the end of the business day and the net asset values and all that stuff. Right. That's exactly correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. You're Come on welcome. in the big tent, the big ETF tent, man. Join us. And there we were slow. We were yeah, slow. We, were. we dragged yeah. our feet on this. But what's funny is we were worried that a big market crash, an uncontrolled market crash could hurt ETFs. It turns out that those uncontrolled market crashes actually hurt mutual funds more, yeah, more bad. than they mm-hmm. than they hurt ETFs because mutual funds have to sell things they don't want to to get the liquidity necessary to take care of those panicked sellers. That, yep. That, it's a uh, different the, situation. The, yeah. The run on the bank kind of situation. Yeah. ETFs so don't have to worry well. about a run on the bank. 
That's exactly right. So um, what do I, again, like I'm agreeing with Don, I, the, the only matter is how long it will take for the transformation to be complete. Remember, there's still people, there's still absolutely horrible mutual funds that charge two, two, three percent. Remember, we saw the oh, one that charged like 15 oh, percent. I mean, it's come just on. awful. The, the original closed in funds from the 20s are still around. I people mean, still go. have money in those. Yeah. And, and literally money that was put in there a hundred years ago. It's still there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well. 855-935-TALK is our phone number. TalkingRealMoney.com is our website. And we'll be back in just a sec. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. And we are going to sneak another question in. This one came in from TalkingRealMoney.com before we run out of hour. This comes from Greg in Lansing, Kansas. Speaking of ETFs, he says AVGE, the Avantis Global Equity Fund, is an ETF made up of numerous other Avantis ETFs. While I don't think you would be paying a double management fee owing owning AVGE, you would pay more owning AVGE than owning the same percentage of the underlying ETFs, correct? Huh? No. Well, it's it's a fund of funds. No, you would not be. No. There's no extra but, fee. or. But no, he's saying they pile on the AVGE fee on top of the other fund fees that they own. No, the, the fee they're quoting is the total fee of all the funds yes, that they own. correct. Yeah, exactly no, right. There's not yeah. an extra fee on top of the that's fees. That's what he says. Yeah, yeah, and that's correct. There isn't. There is no extra fee. Okay, yeah. just want to make sure I was understanding that properly. You understood it correctly. He, he, he issued it in kind of a negative fact. You wouldn't be, and you're right, you wouldn't be paying no. AVGEs plus all the other no, fund No, that would expenses. be silly. Why would you do that? Because they really they don't have any other expenses. Because all they do is they just, it's a bookkeeping thing. They, I, oh, they all I live know. together now in this one little happy house. And we're going to charge them now. But, but it's not a real that, house. So. It's like crypto. It doesn't really exist. It's huff and puff and blow it down, I guess. All right. All right. Fair enough. How's that? Is that good? Good question. You, you, we have another minute and a half. You want to do another? Do you have a fast? No, I want to mention that uh, people oh, should join us on the 24th. I do. Because you can't come and see us in person. You can't get the roast beef sandwich. Uh, but you can get darn near everything else. You can do it virtually from your own home oh, yeah. or wherever. Who's in charge works. of ordering the sandwiches? I want to make sure I. Get you already my have a veggie beef. sandwich. It's no there waiting for you from sandwiches. last year. I kept it cold, so you're all right. The 24th of February is retire meet the 10th year in a row. So as you pointed out in a recent advertisement, which I heard, it's 10 years. It must be okay. I mean, it must work. Somebody right? must have liked it. They liked it because they sold it out every year. Sold it out this year, three weeks ahead of the event. And you can hear from Don and Tom. You can hear from Paul Merriman. You can hear, hear from Herb Weisbaum, Weston Wellington. I could go through a lengthy list, but we talk about everything from housing, Social Security, uh, Medicare, all those things. And it's all in one spot at retiremeet.com. Yeah, it's five bucks. The money goes to charity. So and unlike Tom, I have actually created a fresh new retiremeat presentation. Yeah, you have. It's Mine good. is not the same old No, nope, no, nope. I've got new stuff. jokes. I've got new jokes this year. His jokes are, are never, good. never new. Never new. These are the same <laughs> jokes. These are the same jokes. No, these are new these ones. These are like Come mutual on. funds. These are the same jokes that were same done in the 20s. Yeah. <laughs> not know? the 2020s Back then either. they called it burlesque. Today we call them dad, bad dad jokes. Okay. Same thing, enough. different All right. name. All right. Join me. 
I'm working on the material right now. You'll love it. Retiremeat.com. Well, we still have another 50 oh, seconds to Retiremeat.com. You, you told me we had like 30 re- seconds. No, I didn't. <laughs> Retiremeat.com. You did. You told me that like 30 seconds or something. All so. right. Wait, wait. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna call for the replay. <laughs> Let's play it back, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Play, that, play back that, that last segment. Did I tell him 30 seconds? No. See, I didn't tell you 30 seconds. 30. Oh, now it's 30. Oh, there, there you go. <laughs> now, we just got it through our headphones. That, that is 30 seconds. So, yeah, so in the next 30 it. seconds, we're going to encourage you to go to TalkingRealMoney.com and listen to the podcast. See who's telling or the truth listen to it once on and for all. your favorite service, your favorite podcast service. And, and then, on top of all that, attend RetireMeet virtually by going to RetireMeet.com, RetireMeet.com. The opinions and views expressed on this podcast were current on the date recorded. Opinions, estimates, forecasts, and statements of financial market trends that are based on current market conditions constitute our judgment and are subject to change without notice, including any forward-looking estimates or statements which are based on certain expectations and assumptions. Although information and opinions given have been obtained from or based on sources believed to be reliable, no warranty or representation is made as to their correctness, completeness, or accuracy. Information presented on the podcast is not personalized investment advice from Appella Wealth. The views and strategies described may not be suitable for everyone. This podcast does not identify all the risks, direct or indirect, or other considerations which might be material to you when entering any financial transaction. Past performance does not guarantee future results, and profitable results cannot be guaranteed. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. The podcast is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Wealth, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Please see Appella Wealth's ADV Part 2A on our website for information regarding Appella's fees and services. Appella Capital, LLC, DBA Appella Wealth, is an investment advisory firm registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission. The firm only transacts business in the states where it is properly registered or excluded or exempt from registration requirements. Registration with the SEC or any state securities authority does not imply a certain level of skill or training. Appella does not provide tax or legal advice, and nothing either stated or implied here should be inferred as providing such advice. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and important disclosure related to performance of any specific index or fund quoted in this podcast. Is anybody still listening?